Hello, I'm Grace Jeffries and I'm thinking about my future. To help me do this, I'm speaking with successful women to get an understanding of the challenges they have faced throughout their careers, how they overcame them and what tips they have for girls of my age. Today my guest is Lauren Seeger-Smith, the CEO of Kidscape. Kidscape's vision is for all of the children to grow up in a world free from bullying and harm, with adults who keep themselves who keep them safe and help them to reach their full potential. Thanks for joining me today, Lauren. Can we start by you telling the listeners a little about the work you do now and how you started working with Kidscape? Thank you so much for having me. So Kidscape is a bullying prevention charity and we work throughout England and Wales and um, we're here to give practical help and hope to children and young people who are impacted by bullying, whether that's in school, in the community or online. So I've been CEO of Kidscape for three and a half years now, but I've been working in the bullying prevention field for about 12 years. Um, before Kidscape, I was at the Anti-Bullying Alliance. So mm-hmm. um, those of your listeners who are in school, I coordinated Anti-Bullying Week um, for lots of years. Um, so I've been involved in this space for a long time. While you were at school, did you know what you wanted to do or be, or did that happen when you were older? Oh gosh, no. I was crazy about animals when I was at school, so I used to spend all the time I could with animals. I was desperate to be a vet. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to help out. We had a farm at school, so I used to look after the goats at lunchtime. <laughs> um, I used to volunteer in a cat home at the weekends and clean out litter trays for fun. So, yeah, I wanted to be a vet, but then I wasn't, or I felt like I wasn't good enough at science to be a vet. So I ended up going off in a, in a different direction. Did you go to university? And how important do you think it is to go? I did go to university, but when I said I went off in a different direction, I think I followed what I felt I was best at. And what I was best at at school was English. So I went on to do A-levels in English, and I went on to university and studied English literature at uh, University of Sheffield. Um, And that took me off more in kind of the literature direction, and I thought I wanted to be a publisher for a while. Um, And of course, things didn't pan out that way, because after university, I volunteered for a homeless charity for a year, And that was it. I then decided, no, it's not going to be publishing for me. It's going to be the charity sector. And and that's where I've been pretty much ever since. How do you think your life would have changed if you had chosen um, your job before uh, literature over your job now? I think the thing about studying English is that it almost sets you up to do many, many different things, because having um, skills in writing and and a passion for reading um, can help you almost in any job that you do in life. So I think, um, you know, I I never regret having studied English, but I went on later on um, to do a master's in education, culture, language and identity at Goldsmiths. And so what I would say is, you know, learning is, is a lifelong thing. You know, what you do at university should never be the only learning that you do. And if you don't go to university, there are lots of other ways to learn. So it's good to keep learning. And actually, when I did my master's, I found in some ways I enjoyed it more because it was much more um, applicable to the work that I was doing. Um, and, and so learning on the job is probably in some ways much more inspirational than, than studying before you're working, I would say. I know that you also worked with Save the Children. That sounds really interesting. Can you share some of the highlights of your time there? Yeah, it was really exciting to work with Save the Children because they're obviously such a big charity and they work internationally um, as well as in England. But I was working for the England programme 
Um, and, and people don't necessarily know that, that Save the Children do programme work in England, but I was working on a programme um, which was all about education advocacy, and it was about supporting children who were at risk of exclusion from school or were missing from education for lots of different reasons. And um, I was working in a law centre in North London, um, providing that education advocacy for young people and their families, and also working in primary and secondary schools in North London. And that really opened my eyes to the struggles that lots of young people face when it comes to school in issues like bullying, um, social exclusion, um, other challenges, which make you know school life really quite tough for some children and young people. Have you ever had any um, idols or mentors? Oh, so many, so many in, in all different walks of life. Um, I continue to be a really passionate reader. I love listening to podcasts as well like this. So at the moment, um, I'm really inspired by Brené Brown um, and her teachings around vulnerability. Um, Simon Sinek and his teachings around leadership. Um, there's always so many people to learn from. So I think mentors are, are so important. When I looked at your website, there's a lot about Black Lives Matter. Clearly, working with children from BAME background is a very big task. What particular challenges do you have in this community? Oh, my goodness. So it's so important that, you know, we're aware of our country and our history um, and the needs of, of everybody and, and how we, um, you know, influence each other's lives. So I think for me, with Black Lives Matter, you know, it's, it's been a real opportunity for self-reflection. Um, and to think about what more I can do within my gift to, to raise awareness of the challenges that black young people face in this country. Um, and at the moment, for me, I feel very passionately about the need for um, a curriculum that reflects um, the people of this country for an anti-racist curriculum and activity in our schools. So, you know, that's a great passion of mine. But like all of us, I'm learning and challenging myself around these issues first and foremost. What move can the government do about bullying? Oh, gosh, there's a lot they can do. Um, and so, you know, what we need is accountability at all levels. So at the moment, it's actually very difficult to know exactly how many children are experiencing bullying in our schools because there's no national data. So first and foremost, our government should be collecting a lot more information around how children feel, how safe children feel. And then they need to be making sure that every school is doing what they should be doing. Because at the moment, we have some amazing schools who are really proactive, that really care about the happiness and well-being of their students. But we have other schools who don't place so much priority on those things. So we need government to be making sure that all schools are doing the right thing and keeping all children safe from bullying. Is there anything that you still want to do, either personally or professionally? Oh, so many things. At the moment, I'm really into aromatherapy, so I would love to train to be an aromatherapist um, on the side. I really like botanical art, so I'd love to do some botanical art classes. Um, oh, goodness me, it, I, it's endless. There's always so many exciting things that we can, we can do and we can learn. What tips would you give girls when they start to think about their careers and their future? I would say that, you know, for, for many of us, if we're blessed in this way, life is long. And so you don't have to know what you need, what you want to do straight away. You know, like me, you might want to be a vet for a while and then change your mind and go into publishing and then want to do something else again. So I would say, you know, stay curious, but 
the most important thing is to follow your passion because when you really follow your passion that's when you'll find your purpose and you know there's a saying about when passion and purpose meet I think that's when the magic happens so really follow the things that get you most excited um, and, and you can't go far wrong. How many children join Kidscape? Um, if you mean how many people do we support, we support yeah. around 4,000 children every wow. year. So it's a, quite a lot of children and young people. We would love to work with lots more children and young people. So a lot of our work is around fundraising so we can reach more young people or through building up ambassadors who can tell more children and families about us so they can reach out and get support if they're going through a bullying situation. The world is changing so much and so quickly. What do you think work for women might look like in 10 years' time? That's a really good question. Um, I've seen it change. You know, I've been working now for um, around 20 years. Um, and I think that, I hope that it will get easier for women um, to have a family and a professional life. I've got a six and an eight-year-old. Um, and I have been able to work and have my family and I've been blessed by some amazing female mentors and supporters who really paved the way to make that possible. Um, I, I, you know, got my first leadership role when I was heavily pregnant with my first daughter and, and that's because the organisation supported me through my maternity leave and then to come back into that, into that more senior role. So I hope the workplace will make it possible for young women to be whatever they want to be, to take those leadership positions um, and still be able to have their, their family life. So that's the biggest change that I, I hope that we will have, that there's real equality um, for women in the workplace. How can other schools get involved in Kidscape? Oh, any school can, can access our website, find out what we offer. We do lots of training for school staff as well, as well as our programmes for children and young people. So anyone, please visit kidscape.org.uk. Are you the first woman to be the CEO of Kidscape? No, I follow a legacy of women. The founder was a, was a, an amazing woman, and then my predecessor was a woman, uh, who again, a fantastic, a fantastic woman, and then me, so it's had three women in a row. Um, so we, we do have lots of women uh, leaders in the charity sector. I have really enjoyed chatting with you today, Lauren. Thank you so much, and I'm sure everyone listening will now be thinking about some of the choices they're about to make. Keep listening to Grace Jeffries Meets as I talk to many more brilliant women.